Alright, what's up everybody? It's your host Ruben Wood. It's another episode of SOM Talk Line. So today's special guest that we have is veteran actor Ernie Hudson. Um, he's a star of APB, Blue Bloods, Grace and Frankie. Um, he's also on Lethal Weapon. And of course everybody should know him from Ghostbusters. So we're going to go ahead and get into this interview. I hope you enjoy. Make sure you tune in for new podcast episodes, subscribe to our YouTube, and just, you know, follow us on social media at SOM Talk Live, at Real Ruben Wood. Oh, let's see. So currently, you're being nominated for an Image Award for 2018. Yeah. Right, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of cool. Okay. So, um, you know, so tell us, tell us about that. Well, you know, it's um, it's great. Uh, I it's been so long since I was nominated for one. I, I uh, so it's you know, but whenever it comes, it's always a, a a nice feeling. I was nominated, I think, forty years ago for a play I did uh, called The Great White Hope. But um, yeah, so it's nice that um, you know, whatever you work, it's nice that people. Uh, Acknowledge and see it, and uh, I uh, I don't put a lot into awards, uh, probably because I haven't gotten that many. But uh, yeah, but it's it's always it's always a nice recognition when it happens. Right, right, okay. So now, uh, how long have you actually been doing acting? Well, I started acting in um, nineteen sixty seven. Uh, I was in college and um, I took a, uh, an acting class and uh, just fell in love with it and um, I just committed to it and I've always uh, managed to make a living at it. Uh, so that's 50 years. Uh, in 2017 was 50 years. So, um, yeah, I, I uh, the first 10 years I was doing mostly theater, and then I um, uh, did a couple of films in the early 70s, but around 76 is when I uh, got back into television, got, got started in television and film. So I was, I was in theater mostly about 10 years before I actually really started working in uh, film TV. Okay. So now I know you have a, uh, a long list of actual films and television uh, shows that you've actually been in because some of them I've actually watched myself growing up so you know no, definitely yeah. con congratulations to you for continuing to be progressive <laughs> even after so long so that's definitely what's up yeah well it's uh it's an interesting business you know and I um probably if I had uh, was able to do something else mm -hmm. but um kind of all I've ever known how to do and all I've ever really felt good doing. So uh, it was never a question about, you know, sticking with it. It was just, and, uh, and I've been blessed to be able to, uh, like I said, I've always managed to make a living. You know, I was a single dad, so I was able to raise my kids and it, acting has been very good to me. Okay. So now, if you did have to choose something else, what would you say would have been your other occupation if you had a choice? Well, if I had a choice, um, I 
always, I was like um, uh, drafting and, uh, you know, uh, design, architecture, that sort of thing. I don't know if I would have had the courage to do that because when I started out in the 60s, you know, it was, Kind of, it, it felt like that would be hard to break into, even though acting was the same way. But I just had more faith in uh, the acting, and acting never felt like work to me. Whereas um, studying and um, some of the other professions just seemed like a job. Um, but if I hadn't been an actor, I think I probably would have pursued something like that. Right. Okay. So, um... you know, I have. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, I would say when I started college, I think I just kept switching majors about every semester. You know, I was going to be uh, getting into psychology, and then I was going to teach, and then I was going to, you know, and, and then when I found acting, I knew that this is where it just felt at home. Okay. So the show that you're uh, currently being uh, nominated for is the Grace and Frankie. So how is it working on set for that show? No, it's a, it's a great show. And uh, what I love about Grace and Frankie, which is a little bit different than a lot of the shows, um, it, it's a show that deals with, um, I don't say senior citizens, but senior citizens. You know, our society has a way of making you feel like after you pass, life is over but I think the show deals and shows that life goes on and people still you know do stupid stuff and fall in love and um, you know it, it doesn't there's no point where you know it ends you know but I think a lot of people just kind of feel like it's they, they, they give up um, but I love the show uh, the, the the stars of the show uh, Jane Fonda Lily Tomlin uh, when I started acting they were already um, I don't know if they started much before me, but they were big stars when I was struggling to just get started. So I've been fan of theirs for, you know, 50 years and to get a chance to work with them. Uh, you know, it's almost like with the work you do, you want to play with the people who are, you know, good at what they do. And uh, Sam Watterson did uh, Law & Order together. Martin Sheen, I had, I've known for a number of years, uh, but um, Lily Townsend, who uh, played my girlfriend in it, uh, these are people I actually have so much uh, respect and appreciation for. So, um, and then on the set, I mean, I, you know, it, it's just very inspiring for me. As I've gotten older, uh, you know, I'm sort of the senior guy. I remember when I was starting out, I was always the kid. But now I'm sort of the senior guy, and a lot of times, you know, I'm there to kind of give, um, you know, a balance, a calming voice, or just, you know, help sort of hold things together. But on Grace and Frankie, it's great, it's great to just be there and do the work and, and see how other people process and do their work, and everybody's, you know, everybody's on point, so it's, it's a fun show to do. Okay, definitely sounds like it. So, take take me through then the process of being an actual actor, um, because you've been doing it for 
50 years. Um, so pretty much your daily routine consists of what? Well, you know, the okay, for me, and this is not very active because, you know, everybody's different. Right. Certainly acting is not, acting is not one of those jobs where, you know, you go through three years of this and then you guarantee the job. <laughs> you do two more years of this and then you, you know, get a raise. Acting is you can spend 50 years and, and not be able to get a job, you know, and a job that um, you, you, know, you might go to somebody just getting started or whatever. So it's, it's, it's a business that's run by crazy people. Uh, there's not a lot of rules because, um, you know, it's just creative people. So, but for me, uh, a lot of my early years were really spent when I wasn't working, constantly looking and focusing on trying to find a job. And then when you get the job, focusing on trying to make sense out of it so you can show up prepared. And uh, so it was never a let up. So as a result, at this stage in life, I don't have any real hobbies. Um, I've never really taken a real vacation. Not really. I mean, I've gone on vacations when it's connected to work. In other words, if I'm shooting in Hawaii, then I might stay over you know, a few days a week. Um, but everything, the focus has been so on on the work, um, I um, if I you know a lot of it is, is auditioning. or was in the past. I don't do it as much anymore because honestly, I, I just don't I just don't want to chase it that way. But but for an actor, um, you you may get auditions. You might get especially during pilot season. Uh, you might get five six interviews in one week, and that means you've got to prepare for each of those. You can't just walk in a room and they have a nice conversation. They want you to read and show what you would do with the role. So a lot of times I would spend two, three days preparing for that meeting because everything is in that meeting. You, you know, if you get the job, it's it's maybe a couple hundred thousand dollars, the difference between you paying your mortgage or not. If you don't get the job, it's you get nothing. They don't even pay for your parking. Uh, when you come to the meeting. So uh, in every job, you know there's at least 100 people who are up against you. And out of that 100 people, there's probably five who really got a good shot. And in that five, somebody's a friend of the producer who the producer really wants instead of you. So somehow you've got to convince them that you're the best person for the job. Um, and so for that seven interviews you have in a week, you probably won't get any of those jobs. The odds for actors, probably if you're a really successful actor, you might get one in 10 auditions if you're really successful. And that's, that's really being successful. A lot of times people go all year auditioning and get turned down, um, and sometimes you go back and forth for two or three weeks and then you get you get nothing and nobody's gonna call and explain to you why you didn't get it or apologize to you for all the time you wasted. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a hard profession um, that way. And it, it's like, if I go in for a job, 
I see, I see 20 guys in there who get a job. They may turn out and cast a woman. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's kind of crazy, but that's the world uh, we live in. One phone call, and uh, I'm out here now doing Christmas shopping for my grandkids, but uh, the phone can ring. It could be my agent, and suddenly... Uh, I'm on a plane tonight to fly to somewhere to do something because some actor um, got sick and now they need to replace him. Or so everything is always up in the air uh, and, and changing. And so to me, that's normal. You know, to my wife, that's normal. But to a lot of friends and sometimes family, they don't understand. You know, well, you promised and yet you didn't because. Uh, my life, um, you know, it, 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 there, there's no permanency. Right. Um, you, you might get a job. And, and if you add up all the time that a successful actor works in a year, you might get 30 days of actual work days. The rest of the time is him hustling for a job. That's, uh, that's the reality. And, and, in order for him to be successful, whatever little money he made, unless he reaches the point where he's really successful, has to go back into the craft. I mean, he has to get photos, he has to pay for, you know, just to present himself well to close, kind of just a presentation. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's, it, it's not a, I'm saying all that, but I, I've done very well at it, so I, you know, but, I have a lot of friends who, you know, haven't been so successful. But, it, yeah, it's not an easy, not an easy business. But that's what, uh, to me, a day actor is really about, you know, finding out what's out there, hustling for the next thing. And that ain't count if you get into trying to make the parties. You know, I got called, I'm in Minnesota, but I got a call Thursday saying that we're having an Image Award lunch and they wanted me to fly out do the lunch and then fly back home. I'm like, you know what? I don't think so. <laughs> uh, but that's the stuff. And there's a party and you need to go to the party because at this party, so-and-so is going to be there. Maybe he'll see you and maybe he'll get living your life on this possibility. And you almost have to reach a point where you uh, just go, you know what? I can't live my life in the hope that um, I'm going to see Spielberg and he's going to want to put me in his book because that, you know, but when you're young, you buy into all that stuff, you know. Uh, so, you know, those are the difficulties, you know, the, the other side of it is, you know, when you work, it's fun. You get paid well, you know, for the time and, um, you know, when you get to watch it uh, with your family and eat popcorn and, and uh, and people somehow they they don't understand how the business works, so they see you on TV and they think that's huge success. But you, that might have been something you did two years ago. That money has been spent a long time ago. Right. <laughs> okay. So that that right there, what you just said, is very powerful words, um, especially for people who are looking to get into the acting business as well. So. Yeah. No. You, you got it's got to be a calling, and you know, I, mean, I have four sons, and I have one son who 
But you know, acting is not time. So unless you unless you really have to do it, like I had to do it because I don't know nothing else I could do. You know what I mean? I just have the will and the determination. But if you you know a little bit on the borderline, you you can't you can't sustain. It's it's crazy. Right. So, what would you say? Um, now, have you ever done back like uh, background cast work, or have has all of your stuff just pretty much been like uh, feature? Yeah, no, I'm, I, I, I I never did background. I've never been asked to do background, but I, I just the problem in the business for me is that so much of it is on perception. You have two people, same training, you know, same ability, but if Hollywood or the business perceives this person is hot or he's special, whatever, they'll pay him $10 million. Right. And then the other guy just is good looking, just as trained, but they don't perceive him as being anybody important. He'd be lucky to get paid a few thousand dollars. So, I mean, and, and it's for the same job, same number of words, the same, what, everything. Uh, it's all about perception. And when you, are seen one way, like you do background, it's 10 times as hard for you now to get featured roles because they go, oh, well, but she's a background uh, player. And you go, well, that was just to me. Ends me till I can get to this place. But they, it's hard for people to get that out of your mind. One of the problems I ran into was because as a single dad and as a, as a, a father, I had to work. So I took a lot of jobs that were was work, but then when the real important jobs came along, they well, well he's uh, he works he just, he works all the time. It's not like so you know this is all about image and perception, and um, you know you see somebody and you kind of go this is guy's not all that much, but if they keep saying oh the most handsome, the most beautiful, oh my god. You read that enough after a while, you start going, Well, he must be really handsome because I've read it in the paper, you know. So it's nothing real, it's just it's they can they can create that image, right? That's true. So, what would you say is uh, one of the best movies or your all time favorite movie that you've worked on, been featured in? Well, you know, I've always been looking for, you know, that role. Um, I, I, I don't feel I found it yet. I was watching Denzel and that uh, the new movie he has out now called Something Esquire. Um, and, uh, and it's amazing work. He's really gone from leading man to really creating great characters. So I, I have, I've known him for a long time and there's nobody in the business I respect more. He, he's, a, he's a wonderful actor. Um, and I've been looking for that role, uh, and like I said, I, I haven't, in my mind, at least found it. Uh, but I love the work uh, in the hand of Roxy Cradle. I think it was um, that character was very dear to my heart, and um, I, I still see people, even though it was 25 years ago, I, people still come up and and tell me, you know, how much of an impression that that role made. Um, I love uh, the Crow. I worked on the Crow, and um, I, I still get a lot of people who 
you know, uh, talk about that. Um, so for me, it's, it's a number of different roles that uh, if you add all that up, I think maybe you begin to see sort of the range. But I would love to find a character where I could bring all of that to play uh, in one character. Years ago, uh, when I first started, I did The Great White Hope. And um, in that one role, it took everything that I had to offer. I mean, it had everything in it. But that was on stage. I wasn't, you know. So I'd love to find that in film. I did that role, and it, it really changed my life, and it started me working. But I haven't found that in film yet. But I do like, um, like I said, I do The Head of Rocks and Cradle, The Crow. Uh, I like the character in Oz. Uh, I like the character in Congo, uh, the character in Substitute. But I think you almost have to take all of those uh, together to get a sense of me and my work. Okay, so now... Um, I don't think I heard you men mention Ghostbusters. So, <laughs> what was it like working on that all those years ago? Because that was like, <laughs> well, you know, I'm uh, I'm I'm very proud of to have been a part of Ghostbusters, but that's something that I had to uh, learn to appreciate over time. Okay, you know, uh, you know, I was in a movie. It was great to be a part of that ensemble, but it clearly wasn't a movie that I was starring in, but. I was part of the team, and I felt at the time uh, it was hard to sort of be given the, the screen time to really establish the character. Now I look at the movie, and I think the movie is just sort of perfect the way it is, but back in the day, you know, I just felt like, well, wait a minute, why am I not in the beginning of the movie? Why am I not in this scene? Um, so it was difficult in a lot of ways, but I, I love the movie now, and... Uh, I meet people who say they grew up watching the movie. They've watched it a hundred times. Uh, they watch it with their kids or their grandkids. And to be in a movie that touched people so personally, um, I'm just uh, honored to have been a part of it, but I can't take credit um, for that because for me, I was playing a guy who was, you know, a guy, I think the work is there, but, um, you know, I, I it, it was just a little bit different than uh, the character that I build in, say, the Hand Rock to Cradle. Okay. But I'm, but I'm very proud of it, and I don't. He was out too sick of here, and I'm like, no, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm. It's nice to have your work acknowledged. You know, um, I was in uh, England a few weeks ago, and there were probably 50 guys with their Ghostbuster outfits on, and backpack and some of them have tattoos with me on their my face on their arms and bodies and um you know that that's that's very special but that doesn't happen very often <laughs> you know okay so what upcoming projects uh do you have that you're working on that are getting ready to come out yeah there's a, a movie that I feel very proud of um it's um it's called the family business, and I play the patriarch of this very powerful family. A guy named Carl Weber, who's a black writer. He's written it's probably about five or six books in that series. He's written other books as well, but um uh, it's based on those books, and uh, it was just. 
to still be at home. Um, but that's coming out. I'm not sure when they're going to release it. But it's called The Family Business. And there's um, uh, another movie I did for Netflix just finished um, based on a book. It's called Napoli Ever After with uh, Sanaa Lathan and uh, Lynn Whitfield's in it. Um, but that was a lot of fun. I played this underwear model. Which when they first uh, asked me to do it, I was like, oh, wow, that's kind of cool. And then I thought, wait a minute, you mean I got a model underwear? <laughs> so <laughs> the idea at my age, uh, you know, wearing underwear on camera is a little bit uh, uh, scary. But, uh, but you know, we got it was fun to do. Um, so so that's coming out. Uh, I'm not sure. It, it's for Netflix. So I'm not sure how they're going to release it. Um, but, um, and then I've been doing some fun TV stuff, um, Lethal Weapon, um, it's, uh, uh with, uh, Damon Wayans, um, uh, did that, uh, I think it's going to air on the second, it's coming up soon, but it was a real fun character to do, and it was a lot of fun working with Damon, um, and that's kind of what I, at this stage now, you know. I can't buy into all the promises. I just know, okay, this is going to be fun. I just finished a uh, an episode of a show called Blue Bloods, and um, that was the working with uh, Donnie Wahlberg uh, on that show. But it was a, it was a really interesting character, uh, different, um, and um, and you know, so it, you know, just finding those things. Grace and Frankie's uh, is going to premiere in, uh, next month in January, and then. Uh, probably going to a new season. I think it's been picked up. So, um, yeah, just, you know, just always looking for the, I, I, I know in January I'm going to be, The Rock has a show called Ballers. And uh, I'm going to work on that. I think it'll be fun to work with him. I never have before. So just finding those things that are fun to do. Okay. So all of those um, will be coming out next year. Uh, definitely can't wait to check you out on those as well. So, well, thanks. So um, another question I do want to ask you is, what would you say is one of the most important things for uh, someone who's trying to get into the acting business to keep in mind? Well, I think probably the most for me, the most important thing, which I've always, I was told once that if you're an actor, you, 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 you can't wait to be an actor. People think when I do all these things, then I'll be, you know, I'll be able to, I think if you ever going to be an actor, then that means you are an actor, so you have to act. You only get better by, through the work. So, if you can't get in the movies, or TV, then get on stage. If you can't get on stage, then get in a workshop. But be working on your craft. So much of, I think, what we want is we sometimes forget that you need to prepare. You know, you have to trust that it's coming. That takes faith. But while you can't wait, I think a story in the Bible about the brides who are waiting for the groom. And um, a lot of them fell asleep and just weren't prepared. But the one who was prepared was the one that 
to the best of your ability and when you push for your best, you'll only get better. Um, so I, I just say if you're an actor, act. Okay. And that's definitely some of the best advice. So another question I do want to ask you is over the years that you've worked with some of these uh, top billed actors as such as yourself as well, who would you say you've had the privilege of working with that has probably been one of the most memorable experiences? Well, there's some people. Uh, I, I, I did a show um, last the first season. I didn't do the second season because uh, I honestly felt they didn't know what to do with my character. So it wasn't. I don't want to just be in a show and be in a show, and I don't want to just make money. And you know, like why am I here? But uh, I did one season of a show called Graves with Nick Nolte. And uh, I met Nick Nolte about 30 plus years ago. Uh, we did a movie called Weeds. And uh, I, I really uh, like Nick. And um, I, I just think he's one of those actors. He's, he's obviously older now. and uh, But he's so on point And he just, you know, he just, he's good at what he does. I mean, he's really... Um, so I, I, I loved working with uh, Nick Nolte, um, working with Jane and Lily Tomlin. It, it's amazing watching it, it totally opposite in their approach and how they prepare, but um, equally effective. And, and it's really a pleasure to work with them. Um, you know, but I've worked with uh, Betty Davis um, years ago, Barbara Streisand, you know, uh, some really... Uh, good people, but um, um, Denzel and I, we, we did St. Elsewhere together. I, I really still admire uh, his well, Wesley Snipes, and Sugar Hill. Wesley was, was really, we did another movie called The Game of Death, and that was whatever, but uh, I think when Wesley's at his best, he's, he's, he's really special. Um, you know, uh, James Earl Jones was an episode of Roots with him. And James is, you know, remarkable. I just worked with some really, uh, over the years, uh, I've been blessed to, to work with some really, really, uh, to Paul Winfield. We did the Martin Luther King story with Paul Winfield and Ozzie Davis. Um, and I, and Ozzie Davis, I just, him and Ruby D, I mean, just, I, I have no words to say how, honored I was to work with them and uh, a little before Ozzy uh, passed away I was in New York uh, and uh, he was talking to a group of people and I walked over to say hello and he put his arm around me and, uh, and he said uh, this man referring to me uh, makes me proud to be an actor and I think that's probably the single greatest compliment anyone could ever give me I, I <laughs> you know, I, I didn't expect it, and uh, I, you know, Ozzy was um, just some wonderful, wonderful actors, and um, they all, everyone is uniquely different. I think and, you know it's kind of hard to qualify actors because, but I think everybody has their own. The best ones bring the best of themselves. I was in college with uh, Merle uh, Street. Uh, we went to Yale together, and she is. She blows me away every time I see a word. Um, but uh, yeah, but I, 
topic a little bit before we uh, let you go um, what is your opinion or thoughts on uh, where America is right now as a country you know I think we're kind of um, I, I try to learn to play the guitar I've never been very successful at it I, I don't know why it's like my mind is, just doesn't want to accept uh, my kid, all my kids play an instrument I can't quite get to it but what I did notice when I was trying to tune my guitar, learning how to tune my guitar, there's a place just before when it's really out of tune, it almost sounds okay. But as you begin to tune it, just before it gets into tune, it goes into chaos. And it sounds really bad. And it almost makes you want to back off of it because you think you're moving in the right direction. But if you just push past that discord, you can really get to a place where things tune up. And I'm hoping that's kind of where we are in the country because some of those stuff is like it's it, it makes no sense that all of this to me is about choice and why we would choose some of the stuff I see. I, I, I just I can't comprehend it. I, I don't even know what that's about. So... But I'm hoping that people, uh, maybe after Obama and after some of the things, people tend to panic and want to go back. You can't go back. Um, and, uh, and I hope we don't move toward hate. This whole thing with, and I shouldn't even mention it, it it's, it's so scary now that it, it feels like it even saying that you're going to say the wrong thing, but this, you know, um, harassment and, um, you know, the thing... Uh, and are accused of, I think we, we just need to be, first off, you know, there has to be a rule of law, and there has to be some level of forgiveness, I think it has to be based on some of that, I mean, we, we have to, at the end of the day, find a way to love each other, and um, so it's, it's a crazy time, I don't understand it, but I'm hoping that, uh, that we're just in the process of moving to a much uh, more civil place as opposed to this chaos and, you know, you know, moving to another civil war or something. I, but I do think that we, we, we're at a place in our history where we know, you know, we, we know better. Now we can still choose badly, but we know better. And I'm hoping that we'll choose the better. Right. Okay. So now is there any, last uh, regards anything that you want our readers to take from your interview um, no I think that um, one of the things about being an actor is um, if we're blessed we can see the commonality in all of us that oneness that we're all part of that Christ spirit um and, uh, and when we can see that, we can let go of a lot of the perceived hurts. We can hold on to the better parts of the past and not the ugly parts and keep recreating it. 
So um, I just hope that we can all just remember that we are, we are, you know, complete when we're together and separated, we're less than. Um, and that's, you know, that's, to me, that's, that's my truth is uh, I need you. Uh, and when I make you my enemy, I, I diminish myself. Right. Okay. So we want to thank you for uh, taking the time out of your busy schedule because I know 